as we look at Philippians 2, 12 to 13 for the sixth time, part six, because these are such enormously paradigm-shaping verses for our lives, I want to focus on, for it is God who is at work in you. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your salvation, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is the one working in you, who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So, Father, as we focus on this astonishing ground clause that you, God, the maker of the universe, are in us, not passively, but actively working, willing, working, doing, according to your good pleasure, show us why this should fill us with a sense of wonderful hope, even though with fear and trembling. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is not the first time that we've seen in Philippians, God is at work in you, right? Chapter 1, verse 6. I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you, work in you, will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus. So this for it is God who works in you, is precisely given as a ground for the fact that He will complete it. It's meant to remind us of hope. He's going to finish it. And we're going to see it again over here in chapter 4, verses 11 to 13. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content Remember, he's going to say in 2, 14 and 15, don't complain, don't murmur about anything. And the opposite of murmuring is contentment. And so the obedience he's calling for back in, in 2, 12 is fleshed out in 2, 14 and 15 is don't murmur, don't grumble. And here he's saying, I've learned how to be content. I know how to be brought low without complaining. And I know how to abound without being self-sufficient and proud in any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of facing plenty without boasting and hunger, without murmuring, abundance, without a sense of arrogance, need, without a sense of self-pity. How in the world do I do all that? How do I have that kind of contentment? I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And that's Part of God is at work in us to do his good pleasure. He is in us, strengthening us so that we can do the obedience of being content. Paul spoke this way several other times. We'll just look at a couple of them. 1 Corinthians 15.10 but by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, 
I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that was with me. So here's Paul doing Philippians 2.12 and 13. Work out, work out your salvation. And here's Paul saying, no, it was not I. So he says, it was I, and it was not I, which I take to mean not decisively I, but decisively. The grace of God. God in me is the decisive actor, but oh, I worked that grace. I acted that miracle. And therefore, Speaking of working out your salvation because God is at work is what Paul does numerous times. Here's another one. I love this one. It was my life verse for a long time as a young man. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. So there's my death. When Christ died, there's a, John Piper's old man died. It is not old man meaning... <laughs> <laughs> That's an idiom for dads. I mean, old man meaning my old self. It is no longer I who live, but Christ. So I'm not living, no longer I, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So when you ask, how can it be that I, who am no longer living, live? When really it's Christ living in me. How do I live the life that I now live? How can I now live so that it is true that I no longer live, but Christ lives in me? And his answer is by faith. When you act by faith, this comes true. So let's go back here and see if we can put it together. Work out your own salvation by faith. Faith in what? One. Faith that we are His forever. Remember Philippians 3.12, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect. I press on to make it my own. I'm working out my salvation because Christ made me his own. So part of our faith as we work out is that we are his. And faith that... What? He is working in us. God is the one who is at work. So the, when you later on today... Undertake to use your will, which you must, to do an act of obedience. Your faith in that moment is, God is at work in me. I'm not on my own doing this. He's enabling me to do it. And we believe, thirdly, He will finish the work. This is 1.6. This is 2.13. This is 3.12. That's what we trust. We walk by faith 
as we work out our salvation. And we trust that we are His. We trust that He's at work in us, even as we obey. And we trust that He will decisively finish it. Just a couple more thoughts about this word for here. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling for God is at work in you. Notice the fear and trembling here that we're called to have is grounded not, not in a threat. That's what you might think, right? Be afraid, tremble, because God is angry or God's going to get you. (laughs) It's just the opposite. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling because God's at work in you. Lifting your burdens, taking a huge load off you so that he does the decisive work, which means this fear and trembling is transformed into a um, what? A reverence and an awe and a wonder that God Almighty is in my life. That's the first thing I would say about this for four here. Second, when he says, as you have always obeyed, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence. Why does he put that in there, followed by this ground clause? And I'm going to suggest this. Paul's absence is made up for by God's presence. If you fret that I was with you and I was helping you and I was, I was strengthening you, I was providing part of your spiritual nourishment and assistance in doing the kind of obeying that God calls you to do. And now I'm not there anymore, like a parent who is not there for the first year in college or when a child launches out in some trade. I'm not there anymore. God is. You may, as you live your life, feel some fear and trembling But God is at work in you. And so let this fear and trembling not be the kind of fear that Romans 8, 15 to 16 says we shouldn't have. You didn't receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. You have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father, the Spirit himself bearing witness with our spirit, that we are the children of God. So there's the spirit at work within us, doing the kind of work that God promises to do here. So that this fear and trembling is not the fear and trembling of a slave who might be cast off at any moment, but rather the fear and trembling of a child who is simply awed in reverence, stunned that the God of the universe is so present as to work in him his good pleasure. I have one more session I think we need to do on on the willing and the working, and then we'll be done with these, these verses.